Ready for the end of the world. This is Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of family, the circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy, and therefore wealthy, to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is Your Community Spirit, coming at you live and local on Your Community Radio, 91.1 FM, Community Radio for Southern Illinois. My name is Tree Song. I'll be your host today. Or is off on another solar adventure. He does that sometimes. Uh, he's, he's out there in the cold weather working with solar energy. So we hope he stays warm out there. Uh, in the meantime, while he's away, we've got plenty of our news and happenings and all that good stuff to share. So uh, we're 
Glad to have you here with us. All right, that song was uh, Bridget's Kiss uh, by a band called Trinity from Ireland. Uh, I decided to play that one today because uh, Bridget's holiday is coming up at the start of February. And we're going to be talking a little bit later about the uh, celebration of all the winter holidays that's coming up locally here in Carbondale. But in the meantime, first, let's get to some news. Let's start with some news. Let's go to Occupy Updates Daily, a source for many of our news stories from the Occupy movements and related areas. Let's see what they've got for us today. Gun activists and protesters alike throw the Second Amendment around constantly, arguing what it means and how it is to be interpreted. But I've never seen anyone ask why the Second Amendment was written to begin with. Uh, if you, They've got a YouTube video if you go to occupyupdatesdaily.blogspot.com. YouTube video where they talk for about 11 minutes or so about the history of the Second Amendment, uh, why it was created, you know, some of the circumstances influencing it at the time. Uh, and it was a really interesting piece, but uh, uh, it's basically that is one question that they often get back to when they examine uh, the, uh, the Constitution. They say, what was the intent of the Founding Fathers? Which I always find to be a really interesting question, both because uh, across the course of 200 and some years, it's hard to reach back in time and figure out what their intent was. And also, you know, I, I think we should, it's been, it's been 200 and some years, we can start making some of our own decisions, you know. Uh, Constitution is an amazing document, but uh, we, we may have to figure out how we understand it now instead of spending all our time fighting over how the founders understood it. But anyway... Uh, yeah, that's a link you can follow if you go to Occupy Updates Daily or if you sign up for our newsletter. Uh, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. That'll get you on our newsletter and you can see all the links that we talk about here on the show. In other news, we've had a bunch of explanations about what Idle No More is. 
Uh, but there's a great piece uh, titled uh, The Idle No More Movement for Dummies, or What the Heck Are All of These Indians Acting All Indian-y About? Uh, that's, you can get the link in the newsletter. It's at the Indian Country Today Media Network.com. Um, and we're going to have more on Idle No More uh, soon, because there is more, more news, more developments. And uh, it's, to me, you know, it never ceases to amaze me, the fact that uh, people in our society have forgotten about the, the, the rights and the history and the movements of the indigenous peoples here. They, you know, a, a protest happens involving the indigenous, and people will say, well, well what's wrong? Why, why are they so upset? What's happening? You know, and, you know, maybe it could be the 500-plus years of uh, conquering that happened on this continent that's uh, left them in the current state that they're in. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to have more of news on the Idle No More uh, in a minute. Um, but just wanted to get started thinking about it. Uh, it's it's really an important movement to consider because, uh, like, like I said, it never ceases to amaze me that, that people of European descent in, in the U.S. and in North America, how they forget the history of this land and forget that it was taken by force. Uh, we, we sanitize that in our history classes a lot, but... Um, I could understand why there'd be a few complaints among the uh, the native peoples of this land. All right, in other news, over 400 occupiers from Oakland filed suit against Oakland and Alameda County for their arrest last year, which they say violated their civil rights. The suit is a class action one and adds that protesters were not given a dispersal order before being arrested. Yeah, now this is, this is one of the big concerns. I'm glad to see this getting addressed, you know, because uh, Oakland has been one of the most contentious places in terms of interactions between the demonstrators and the police. Uh, you know, and, and there are times when demonstrators do things that are, uh, you know, destroying property or violent against a person or such, but there are also times when the authorities come in and they, they don't issue orders to disperse, they decide they're just going to fight the protesters and just start, you know, spraying them and clubbing heads and such. And just as, just as other citizens are responsible for their behavior, uh, people in uniform are responsible for theirs too. And so that's all going to be brought up and discussed in court. We'll follow that story and we'll let you know news as it develops. In other news, in Tacoma, Lady Gaga started off her tour with the Born Brave Bus, a tailgating vehicle meant to allow people to feel comfortable and safe, no matter who they are. While this seems like a great idea, there are some people who are unwilling to allow it. Conservative groups, including the Florida Family Association, uh, hired an airplane to fly over the concert, hauling a banner that stated, Not Born This Way. Now, the article raises a good question. What was the Florida Family Association doing in Tacoma, uh, all the way over in Washington State? 
who knows? I guess they're so obsessed with uh, with Lady Gaga that they just had to go and visit her. They're such big fans. But yeah, th- this is another case where I sometimes fail to understand the uh, the, the the mainstream mindset, where there are so many people out there who are uh, who are judging others based on their sexuality, their gender identity, and what what makes you so obsessed with such questions that you're going to fly from Florida to Tacoma just to protest someone? You know, why can't you live your own life in peace and let others do the same? That's one of life's great mysteries. Maybe eventually that's, that will be how people behave. But in the meantime, uh, we'll still be reporting on the stories of people who are flying around the country harassing people just for being who they are, how they were born. And we'll also be reporting, of course, on exciting events like uh, Lady Gaga and many others, you know, not, not kowtowing to that, not uh, caving in and just insisting on being who they are and not letting others bully them. Coca-Cola has finally admitted that its Dasani brand of water, at least in the UK, is nothing but bottled and refrigerated tap water. Now, you know, there's good news and bad news about that fact. You know, the, the good news is, I suppose, there, there are regulations on uh, the safety and purity of tap water. But the bad news is, you know, people are probably expecting something a little more exciting in their bottled water and not getting it. But, you know, this, this is yet another reason why bottled water is generally such a silly concept anyway. Especially those plastic bottles that, that leach all sorts of stuff into your water. You know, you're like, I'm going to get artesian spring water in a plastic bottle and it'll be good for my health, except for all the uh, phytoestrogens I'm consuming through the leached plastic. <laughs> so, yeah, bottled water, not always a good investment, it would seem. In other news, let's talk in a little more detail about Idle No More. I already heard a little of my little of my general ranting on the topic and then my support for Idle No More. But here's some more info on what they're doing. Uh, they've taken North America by storm, blocking roads and trains and flash mobbing in community squares and shopping malls and being summarily arrested for it in some places. The movement is a response to hundreds of years of environmental destruction by European settlers. Uh, and it's still an ongoing process. You know, people have forgotten that the uh, the First Nations, the indigenous people, still exist. I mean, people forget that fact, and they don't forget it anymore because Idle No More is bringing it to the forefront. They've been particularly outspoken against the tar sands pipeline in Canada and in the U.S. That's a topic we've talked about a lot here on Your Community Spirit, and so we're very... Uh, very glad to see people standing up for their rights and standing up to resist the 
Tar Sands Pipeline. But movement actually began this past fall in reaction to Canada's efforts to weaken the Navigable Waters Protection Act so that it would protect only 97 bodies of water. It currently safeguards tens of thousands of bodies of water. It's expanded beyond Canada, but the roots are still up north. Uh, and here's a quote from Gayasi Ross at Indian Country. Uh, it's, it's not a native thing or a white thing. It's an indigenous worldview thing. It's a protection of the earth thing. For those transfixed on race, you're missing the point. The Idle No More movement simply wants kids of all colors and ethnicities to have clean drinking water. You know, that's that's one of those wild, crazy, radical demands, you know, people being able to drink clean drinking water. In this day and age, it, it, it's apparently something we have to fight a lot for, but uh, that's something, you know, if you don't have clean drinking water, how are you going to get by? Uh, let's see. Idle No More has taken a nonviolent tact. Uh, we're here to ensure the land, the waters, the air, the creatures, and indeed each of us return to balance and discontinue harming each other and the earth. To keep us on this good path, we ask that you as organizers create space for elders or knowledge ceremonial keepers to assist in guiding decisions as we move forward. It's up to each of us to see this movement respects all people, the environment, our communities, and neighbors. So yeah, they're gearing up for another global day of action on January 28th. This day of action will peacefully protest attacks on democracy, indigenous sovereignty, human rights, and environmental protections when Canadian MPs return to the House of Commons on January 28th. Uh, and the timing is based on the House of Commons up there in Canada, but it's a, it's a international event. Protests are planned in Arizona, California, Colorado, New York, South Dakota, and across Canada. If you have any news on protests uh, locally or regionally, send them here to info at yourcommunityspirit.org and we'll mention them on the radio. Okay, in other news, California teams up with Amtrak on high-speed rail. High-speed rail is well on its way, and it's not turning back. Transportation Secretary Ray LaHood told a train-happy crowd at this week's Transportation Resource Board annual meeting. Uh, LaHood is right, and not just because of hefty federal funding earmarked for building infrastructure and boosting speeds. Amtrak announced it's teaming up with California High-Speed Rail Authority, to find trains that would run up to 220 miles per hour along both the West Coast and East Coast corridors. By combining their buying power, they could both save serious resources as they look to purchase about 60 trains over the next 10 years. And the partnership could make California's high-speed rail look a little less pie in the sky. Yeah, this is. I was happy to see this story because uh, it's, it's a bit strange to me that the U.S. in some ways is regarded as this high technology society, you know, we've got really advanced medical te technology and have made all these technological innovations, and yet our trains go about half, a third, a quarter of the speed of trains in some of the other, uh, some of the other wealthy nations. Uh, 
So yeah, it would it would be nice to travel across the U.S. at fast speeds, especially since it's such a big country. You know, it takes if you take the Greyhound out to the West Coast, it takes about forty eight hours. Um, if you had a little bit of high speed in between here and there, even just a little, it would speed that up. But then you would miss out on the wonderful experience of all the strange Greyhound stops that you end up at. But yeah, well, we've been keeping an eye out for high-speed rail stories. We'll let you know if there's any news on that. But it sounds like the the plans in California have become a bit more feasible as they they team up to try to make high-speed rail happen. Another topic I'm always looking into is light rail, but sadly we have no news on light rail today. Uh, if you hear anything about developments in the light rail departments, especially in our region, be sure to let us know and we'll mention it on the air. In other news, Keystone will be even worse for the climate than you thought, says a futile new report. At some point, the debate over the Keystone XL pipeline will be resolved. Either President Obama will allow the State Department to approve it, or he will not. Either it will be built or it won't. One of these days we'll finally find out the state of Schrodinger's poor little cat in the Keystone XL box. In the meantime, the pipeline opponents and advocates are battling furiously for attention. Press releases and events and reports and letters and protests. <laughs> and all over, all, all these things are going on. And they're trying to find out what's going to be the result of this. And the latest one is that Oil Change International unveiled a new study suggesting that petroleum coke, a solid byproduct of the tar sands oil extraction process, is worse for the climate than coal. And since that pet coke, as it is known, will be sold and burned if tar sands production is, is going to go through, its climate effects should be considered in the government's environmental impact statement. Yeah, let's see, you know, massively, uh, massively greenhouse gas emitting substances being sold in mass quantities, that could have an environmental impact, but we'll wonder if they consider it. Uh, part, part of the issue here is that given, given the fact that there are donors donating to these politicians, we're not entirely sure if any amount of scientific evidence is going to be sufficient to sway them in favor of uh, the cautionary principle and not filling our atmosphere with vast amounts of greenhouse gases. But it, the more we know, the more it does raise the, the interest and the awareness of the people. And if enough people stand up and say something about it, then maybe something will get done. All right, another news. You may have heard of the Marcellus Shale. Uh, the Marcellus, New York, the namesake of the Marcellus Shale Formation, has banned fracking. The ongoing debate over hydraulic fracturing in New York and elsewhere focuses on the Marcellus Shale, a geological formation that runs from New York through Pennsylvania to West Virginia. Energy companies are salivating at the prospect of fracking in the state. But no matter what New York Governor Cuomo decides on the existing fracking ban, there's one place that no one will be able to frack, Marcellus, New York, the town for which the formation is named. Now, this I wanted to mention this one both because it's funny that the town that it's named after is not going to have fracking, 
Uh, and because it points out that local communities really can decide, hey, you know, we, we're concerned about our water supplies and our air and our future, and maybe we don't want to have hydraulic fracturing. We're going to have a uh, hydraulic fracturing events over at Guy House on the 30th of January that'll talk about more information about what hydraulic fracturing is, what's going on in our region, and what people can do about it. Alright, we've got to get on to happenings, but I want to mention at least a couple of these headlines. Soot is the second most dangerous global warming pollutant. Uh, we think a lot about CO2, but one of the uh, byproducts of using fossil fuels is also soot. And it's now the second most dangerous global warming pollutant, according to the latest research. Crop insurance claims likely to hit $16 billion in the wake of the 2012 droughts. If you have a really, really long memory, you might remember last uh, summer and fall and really kind of winter, too, a little bit, uh, the massive droughts that, that was going around. It was the worst since the Dust Bowl, and $16 billion in claims in the wake of that drought. All right, let's mention some holidays. Today is Pooh Day, in honor of Winnie the Pooh and the creator of the Winnie the Pooh series. And I'm sure Eeyore would say, oh, bother. They're going to celebrate Winnie the Pooh, but they won't celebrate me today. Everyone forgets about Eeyore. <laughs> All right, let's see some other holidays coming up. We have uh, Get to Know Your Customer Day coming up. Uh, that's coming up on Sunday. Monday is International Fetish Day. Uh, that's a very exciting day. Get to celebrate all of your fetishes. And Monday is also, also National Hugging Day. Um, I guess So I guess if people have hugging as, as their fetish, uh, they're in luck. Uh, maybe that could be, people sometimes do the free hug day. They hold up a sign and give out hugs to everyone in public to be sure that everyone's happy because getting a hug every day is good for health. All right, let's get to some happenings. Rice and Spice International Slow Foods Dinner is returning. It went into hibernation like a sleepy bear for a few weeks over the winter break. But now it is back. It is celebrating this week the Welcome Back Mexican Feast. That's over at Guy House Interfaith Center tonight at 6 p.m., 913 South Illinois in Carbondale. Also coming up tonight at Guy House, the Open Mic Night. Open Mic Night is back. Show off your performances in a comfortable coffee house meets living room environment. That's 7 p.m. tonight over at Guy House. All right, other happenings in the community. We have Green Earth is having an event at Chautauqua, Chautauqua Bottoms. This is coming up tomorrow on Saturday from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. at Green Earth's Chautauqua Bottoms Preserve. Um, if you want uh, more information or to register, you can. Uh, you don't have to register, but it gives them a little bit of help to know the headcount. You can call 618-201-3774 or email director at greenearthinc.org. Volunteers will be meeting at the Freeman Street entrance at the west terminus of Freeman Street at 9 a.m. for sign-ins and instructions. And this counts towards the SIUC Volunteer Corps and Environmental Ambassadors programs. 
All right, Winter Farmer's Markets. The Winter Farmer's Market is going on on Saturday mornings from 9 a.m. to noon at Thomas School, 1025 North Wall Street in Carbondale. This is a new Winter's Farmer's Market this year, and I haven't made it out there yet, but I've heard it's been going really well. So 1025 North Wall Street in Carbondale. All sorts of goodies out there. Also coming up this weekend, the second annual Chris Mahana Kwanzaadaan holiday party. It is coming up tomorrow, Saturday, at 7 p.m. at Guy House Interfaith Center. It's an exciting holiday party to celebrate all the winter holiday parties from, you know, the start of winter to the end of winter. There's holidays all the time. And the, this party will be celebrating with, uh, live music. It's going to have the Unitarian Folk Orchestra, Nabri's Dance Company, Siwade, After Barbed Wire, and the Hawks. That's a pretty extensive lineup. And it's also going to have a silent art auction. All right, that's over at Skyhouse Interfaith Center, 913 South Illinois, here in Carbondale. One more event we've got time for, Not My Life, a film about slavery in our time. Uh, this is part of the Human Trafficking Awareness Month. Uh, going on at Guy House and also nationally. This is a film, uh, this film features more than 50 interviews with trafficking victims and their advocates in government, law enforcement, and civil society. And if you don't know what human trafficking is, it's modern day slavery. It encompasses everything from forced slavery to sex slavery, child exploitation, kidnapping, people often like to think these things don't actually still go on or that they don't go on in our country, but they really do. And so we need awareness to know about them and act on them. So that's coming up at Guy House on Wednesday. It's part of their Be the Change series of social justice, environmental, and spiritual events. All right, well, this has been a fun and exciting episode of Your Community Spirits. Uh, also coming up on Thursday over there at Guy House is the SIUC Fossil Free event, where they're talking about divestment, the divestment campaign that we've mentioned here on the air is coming to SIU, Divesting from Fossil Fuels. That's happening Thursday, 3 p.m. at Guy House. Anyway, we hope you have a good week, lots of exciting things to do, and we'll see you here next week on the radio.